0: That music means it is time for your Miami Sports Pod. Will Manso, Clay Farrow, Dookie Lang, and guys, we spent last week on the pod talking about the depression of the town, and uh, things got better. Well, actually, they, they didn't. They're still as depressing as ever. And I, and I think that, you know, of all the things we could talk about, and certainly there are a lot of directions to go, we're going to, instead of being broad about it and talking about different topics within the town, we're just going to stick to one, and that's the Miami Heat, because of all the teams right now going uh, that have had issues – at least the Heat appear on the surface to be the one, obviously with a longer season ahead, and a lot of games still go in the season, and with the time to change things. But we spent, Clay, I'll start with you only because I don't know if a person was more committed to the Jimmy Butler situation outside of Jimmy Butler's family than you were. (laughs) I I actually Google.
1: I requested for Clay to do some sort of genealogy check to see if he's not related to Jimmy (laughs) Butler.
0: But but here's why, How many texts
1: do you think you sent us about Jimmy Butler? This
0: This is, uh, as I to you, I know why you did it, because you are, like anyone in the town right now, just wanting something to happen. And I think you knew that if the Heat got Jimmy Butler it wasn't going to be a case where, hey, bring on Golden State, but at least there was a certain excitement. And now for another, I guess, star player that comes along, the Heat have whiffed. And that's just a fact.
2: Well, you hit the nail on the head because I have gotten a few people that kind of misconstrued my interest in this as, as thinking Jimmy Butler was somehow the savior of the Miami Heat. And that's not, the, that's not the case at all. Right now in this sports town, it's not just just bad, mediocre, whatever you want to call it. It's boring. Jimmy Butler would have been interesting. Jimmy Butler, I I I do think that you need to bring a star here first before there's not going to be an assemblance of a big three in the next two years. So you have to do it in pieces, and he would have been a good first step. And he would have been would have been interesting. It would have been something for us to talk about. So that's why. So. Real quick, for those of you who haven't followed the entire story, just Reader's Digest real quickly on how this whole thing came together. And this is piecing reports from uh, Woj, Barry Jackson, uh, as far as what was offered, what was turned down, and, and what happened. So uh, he and Timberwolves were really close to a deal on this thing a few had weeks ago. Had agreed to. Had agreed had, to a deal. Had essentially, this. yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it was Josh Richardson, a first-round pick, and Dion Waiters. And medicals were exchanged, and the the extent to which that agreement was ironclad seems to be a little bit in in, in limbo conflict yeah, yeah, I between you know it, different people have different opinions on how close it was but it was extremely close when you exchange medicals it's close. Thibodeau pulled out of the deal. He felt as though Pat Riley would come back later with a stronger offer, that he would get desperate. He convinced the owner of the team, Glenn Taylor, that then a bidding war would ensue throughout the NBA, and that never happened. Not one ounce of that happened. In fact, again, depending on who you believe and and what these reports are saying, Pat Riley never called back. Pat Riley got angry because, and, and I shouldn't say angry, I, Pat Riley basically said this is an offer, take it or leave it, and did not re-engage. And, and part of that could have been, and I believe it may have been Mark Stein who said this, that Josh Richardson's strong start to the season caused him to not put him back into trade talks. But whatever it was, Riley never called him back. And so Thibodeau basically had to settle for what was, frankly, a bad offer from Philadelphia. You didn't even get a first-round pick. You got Dario Saric and Robert Covington who have been uh, good but at Above-average players, players yeah. but have regressed a little bit this year. Um, partially looking for their roles in Philadelphia. Well, now they moved on, and and Minnesota basically got a, Minnesota looks terrible in all this. The organization they looks did bad. from the start. So Man. that's that. So let's focus now on the Miami side of this thing, and I think the question now becomes twofold. Number one, if Pat Riley was indeed angry, frustrated. Uh, got stubborn about all this, should he have put that aside? And knowing full well that the offer that Philadelphia was making, because you know that through these – he talked to us earlier in the week. Pat Riley said that Andy Ellisberg is always in on the conversations with GM. So they knew very well what Jimmy Butler was going to Philadelphia for. So the question then becomes, should Riley have then at that point re-engaged Minnesota because you know very well – that the offer of Josh Richardson and a first-round pick, even including Dion, is better than what Philadelphia ultimately gave up.
0: I look at it this way, too, and there's a flip side to it. You know, we have covered Riley long enough, and we've seen his the way he does things, his MO, so to speak, and Dookie, I look at it this way. If Pat Riley truly felt that Jimmy Butler was that guy— What's the word he used uh, in the office? Transformative
2: offices? player. That
0: he felt Jimmy Butler with the, was the transformative player. He would be on the Heat right now. I wonder if along this process, to Clay's point about the report that Jay Rich's play, yeah, maybe that had something to do a little bit. Like Jay Rich, hey, you know, is, is, is shown the ability to at least be better than you know, be a little bit more than just an average player, who's averaging twenty points a game. He's showing some assertiveness. Obviously, it comes with mistakes that he's had early in the season, but maybe Riley just looked at it and said, A, is Jimmy Butler that guy? B, even if he's not that guy, is he even a guy that's going to get us to that next level, closer to it, really? And why not just give these kids a chance? Maybe, I guess what I'm saying is, Pat Riley figured it out and looked at a situation and just said, we're so far away, Jimmy Butler's not the answer.
1: It's funny you say that, because... That's how I personally have looked at the situation on the pod from day one. I, I, I thought, yeah, Jimmy Butler's a good player, but I don't think he's the, the guy who's going to get the guy, and, and then here we go again. But I think the concern, and it's legit, Will, is three or four years ago, Pat Riley was the godfather. Put him in a room, boom, throws the championship rings on the table, big bold he's the closer he walks in done deal heat fans at this point after he didn't close gordon hayward after he didn't just close the jimmy butler deal whether he wanted to or not is in dispute well he clearly at some point did but at some but right the point is that has he gone from the godfather to the godfather three that's that's
0: the question that i have i think part of it is you just said it a few years ago and i think To your point of saying that, the NBA has changed in the last few years. Uh, Miami is still going to remain a destination place, but look at the teams. You know, Golden State became the juggernaut. You go back five, six years, and if you say to me, hey, in five or six years, that team that's going to be the new Celtics, the new Lakers, the new Heat, is gonna be Golden State, I would have laughed in your face. I say Golden State. I mean, yeah. come on, are you kidding me? I mean, no, if anybody's going out west, it's gonna go be in the Lakers and build the super team or be a great team. Or, you know, stay in the in the traditional teams of 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 the last 15, 20 years. Obviously San Antonio became the consistent team, but they weren't a destination team. They just had pop in that system and growth and they did it right. But the NBA has changed. Look at some of the teams. You know, Kawhi ends up in Toronto. Paul George went to OKC, decided to stay there. Guys go where there is money, and it's no longer about destination. I think what happened with Riley was the league has changed. It's no longer just look at my rings and check out the Miami forecast. There, It's going to take a little bit more this time around to rebuild the heat to be that championship team. Riley said it at that Veterans Day event that they did, and he said, guys, do you want to be average? Sure, average is fine. If that's really what you want to be, most of the league is average. But we expect more. But, guys, to get more, it's going to take, I think, a little bit more than even Riley himself expected a few years ago when LeBron left.
1: And I think his sales pitch, like you said, the league has changed. But his reputation – I'm wondering if – his reputation has changed.
0: I don't think this is a Riley uh, thing. Well, I, really I
1: see, but I, I think. He, no, that's not to defend Packers. He's no, made some mistakes. He, is he in, has absolutely he, made he is mistakes. He is in a position. He is in the position that he is in because of the decisions that he made. And this is something that we've talked about. Which ones, though? Uh, uh, which ones are the Dion, ones that, giving Deion Waiters a bunch of money? Yeah. Deion and JJ giving James Johnson a bunch of money. Giving Tyler Johnson a bunch of money. These are big commitments. There's only so much money that can go around, especially when your owner makes it abundantly clear he's not going over the luxury tax. So if you give someone a budget and say, I'm giving you $100 to go out to dinner, and you go out to a restaurant where the average entree is $80, you're not going to get very much to eat. So he knows that he's playing under a constraint, and he spent it. He has spent, and so I think the number one cure for what ails the heat, and this is no fun, but the reality is the number one cure for what's going to fix this mess is just time. They need time to get out of their mistakes properly, to regroup, and then to go at it again. But Jimmy Butler makes you a little bit better. But, well, my biggest problem with this— is not just that they didn't get Jimmy Butler. It's that Philly got Jimmy Butler. And now, that the teams that are ahead of them, the East went from LeBron and a bunch of meh, to all of a sudden, there's a lot of really good teams uh, in the East, and none of them are
0: named the Heat. I will say this about Philly. I'm not as in love with this move for Philly as others. I, the reason, and this is not to knock Philly, because I would have loved to have seen Jimmy Butler with the Heat, but I look at Boston, and I look at Toronto, and... I, I don't see Philly close to them, even with Butler, and here's why. Last year, Philly's success and their growth was based on the fact that those kid, those those European guys could shoot out there. Those kids did their thing inside and Simmons was a penetrator and, and, and Embiid is, is kind of plays that role of a little bit of everything. And Jimmy's an attacker and a great defensive player, but they don't they don't have shooters right now.
2: There's a report tonight that they are pushing that they're looking at Kyle Corver and yeah, so no, so they, need, so they, they, they agree to, they agree with they, you. When they the get
0: you know, it's funny, the guy who ended up Who I thought would have been a perfect fit in Philly is Wayne Ellington. Yep. And Wayne is a Philly guy. I was surprised that it ended up working out. He got back to the heat. And you see Wayne already. I mean, look, he's getting back into that game shape after the ankle injury. He would have been a perfect fit there. By the way, before we keep going, I want to mention our sponsor today, Vera Motors. When you spend your hard earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you, there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years for the best deal in South Florida, the best service. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC they Cadillac New York GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. I asked this question, Clay, and I want actually both of you to answer it. The next Heat superstar, the next Heat face of the franchise is A, currently on another NBA team, B, currently on this Heat team, or C, currently in college basketball. Currently
2: on another NBA team. I, I have no idea who it is, but I, I think the problem with looking at guys who are in college or even high school at this point, he aren't going to tank. That's not their nature. Pat Riley talked a couple of years ago about uh, the karma of winning, and he doesn't want to mess with the karma of winning. And it's, it's too difficult in the NBA now. And actually in the NFL, you see this a bit more too. You can find gems later in the draft, mm-hmm. but scouting has gotten so good... And and uh, you know what you measure the analytics things like that. It's hard to find guys outside of outside of the lottery or even the back end of the lottery. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell was one pick away from them a couple of years ago, and and that and Giannis maybe, was a
0: teens pick. Yeah, too, it, you know, it's, it, 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 it's difficult. It's, it's, but, it's hard, you know but it I mean? happens.
2: And, and even those guys, it takes Mitchell's the rare guy who's drafted out of the top ten, but then makes an immediate mm-hmm. impact, and and so it, that's kind of hard to find. Now, I, I do think that. When you look David's point about waiting and and time, I think, unfortunately, is the right answer. And I think the other unfortunate thing, I say unfortunate, but with everybody in the NBA looking at 2019 and 2020, I don't think that's when the heat strike. I think it's got to be 2021 because that's when Kelly Olenek comes off the books. Deion Waiters comes off the books. Jim, real quickly, these are the guys who are going to be free agents in 2021. Gordon Hayward. Damian Lillard, DeMar DeRozan, C.J. McCollum, Anthony Davis, Bradley Beal, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Victor Oladipo. And that doesn't even begin to include the rookies who are going to be restricted free agents. So I think that's the year, and, and, and obviously it's a long time until then, but if Pat Riley can convince the agents for these guys, excuse me, there's Pat Riley would never tamper, nobody would ever tamper. But if the players... started talking to these guys and trying to get together and 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 build a super team that's when you start to look to the future and i still don't know if that's going to happen again where three guys come together and 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 go somewhere but that is the year because the 2020 free agent class is not good um 2019 the heat aren't going to have any money so i I think unfortunately when you talk about time you're talking three years so it's unfortunate but you can grow in in those
0: three years too though because we see it every, it seemingly every three months in the NBA, it's going to be disgruntled veteran yeah, players available. Yeah, and,
2: and that's a point. And let me, yes. So let me clarify. If, if that's where I was talking about before with Jimmy Butler, you want to be able to bring in one of those guys, and what, it's not going to be Butler, obviously, but one of these players is going to be unhappy. Look, last year you had,
0: we, we forgot, you know, last year there was the Boogie Cousins talk. Sure, remember? sure, and that never really got close with the Heat. They weren't in any position no. to make a deal for what, and and trade. You know, Paul George, all these moves, trades have changed. It was before it was like you had to throw these crazy exotic packages of really talented players and picks. I mean, look what it took to get Jimmy Butler. In the end, it really wasn't that complicated. It was a team that was because, again, we've talked about it on the pod many times, Duke Players control the NBA. Players dictate where they want to be. Um, and even though, they're, again, Paul George ends up at OKC, Kawhi ends up at Toronto, the bottom line is these guys will eventually end up playing where they want to play. So if you're a team and you fall into the category of where they want to play, like a Miami, you're aggressive and you go get these players. And,
2: and let me finish, uh, wrap it up by by emphasizing a point you just made. Players run this league. So, you know, this goes back to the discussion about has Pat Riley lost it? Has it no, it, the dynamics in the league have changed. And frankly, I... I don't know how much Pat Riley put together the, the big three as Dwayne Wade put together yes, the big three, and it, forget so that. Yeah. so yeah, it, it, and that's where I go back to the Jimmy Butler situation, and it, it's obviously not going to be him. You need to have someone here who is. Not just transformative, but also people will rally around that player. And I know Jimmy Butler got a bad, uh, bad rep through all of this, bad reputation through all of this because of how he forced his way out of Minnesota. I thought it was really interesting how players around the league actually backed him. Paul George came out.
0: I mean, you had players. I buy the backing, but I also, man, I think Jimmy kind of. I I think. Oh no, no, no! I I, I agree. The Chicago situation. Given
2: that he hasn't been happy
0: now in a while. The,
2: The point is, though, you need you need someone who can attract the other stars, and it's not going to be butler now but to your point about the disgruntled star riley's going to need to get one of those 2021 guys here first via a trade and then Mm -hmm. use bird rights to sign that guy and then attract other guys via free agency i
0: guess you know and look guys and there's a there's a bigger picture here in the nba too. the max contract the max as, as we know jimmy butler wants i don't even know if jimmy butler's gonna get by the way you know there's no guarantee the sixers are gonna go out and say okay jimmy here's your five for 190 or whatever it is I'm not sure if that's what's going to end up happening. But how many guys at the NBA are truly worth that? It eats up so much of your salary, and it puts you in such a, a position, a tough position in building a roster. I can only think of a handful of guys, and, and Clay mentioned a couple of them when he was reading off the list. Again, I don't I don't even know if that's how you build it. I really feel that he'd have to hit something in these draft picks. They just have to. I th- I think you're right,
1: and I think... Okay, the Heat have a philosophical problem that that I'm going to address right now. Okay,
0: here's the don't pro- tell me that Pat Riley doesn't like no draft No, 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 stuff, no, that's no, no. Old, no that's that that's old not old
1: that's not what I'm talking okay. about. Okay, here here's the problem because it, it's an answer to your question: Where is the next superstar going to come from? Superstars have a superstar quality a lot sooner than year three. Year four, it's not like Hassan Whiteside is going to wake up tomorrow and be a superstar.
0: More Jay Rich and Justice. I think, is Jay Rich and Justice
1: are th- they're three years in. I- I'm going to use an example. Okay, Justice Winslow. I saw play at Duke. I've seen Zion Williamson, who's Duke's phenom, six foot eight, 285 pounds. I've seen him play two college games. In two college games, I could tell you right now, he has more superstar qualities than I've seen in Josh Richardson's three NBA seasons. You know a star when you see him. Fair. LeBron, when I saw him 18 years old, Fair. he was he Fair. was a star. Dwayne Wade, when he was a rookie on in on, on the Heat, it took one playoff series for us to know he was uh, going by, to be I,
0: by midseason. We kind of we he knew he was, star, was a star. Yeah.
1: So where did this philosophy of five, six, seven, eight years into a career, all of a sudden, a very good player is going to be a superstar? It's the Ryan Tannehill theory. Ryan Tannehill, after seven seasons, is Ryan Tannehill. Well, there's a few
0: examples like Victor Oladipo is a guy that. Came in the league early, you know, as far as an early round pick, and then, but it's a needle in a haystack. And, yeah, it's not. It's not right, the but, norm.
1: But so you have to. It's so hard. You, so you can't just say we're going to have a roster full of pretty good guys, and because Spo is such a good coach, and because conditioning here is so much better than everyone else, we are going to turn good into superstar. It doesn't happen every day. The way to get a superstar is to go out and get a superstar. You draft one, you trade for one, you bird rights one, whatever you want to do, Josh Richardson may turn into an all-star. Goran Dragic turned into an all-star. He's on the other side of 30, and after eight years and 97 people dropping out, he became an all-star. Goran Dragic is not Steve Nash. Sorry, he's just not. And he's not going to turn into Steve Nash. Superstars are superstars. Giannis Antetokounmpo... I nailed that. Was, that was a superstar. Really
2: impressive, yeah.
1: Was a superstar the first time you see him play. He's a Greek freak. Look, I well, mean, obviously there's some development, but what I'm saying is the star quality, the the, the thing that makes the, the player who is going to be transformative is not, you know. And, and I understand Pat Riley has a reputation of going back to his Knicks days of finding an Anthony Mason and a John Starks and sort of seeing talent that no one else sees. But in today's NBA, after a few years. You kind of are who you are. You can get better. I'm you not saying. I'm agree. not saying Josh can't improve. I'm not saying Justice can't improve. But if you think Justice Winslow is turning into Draymond Green, he's not. He's
2: yeah. just not. And if yeah. you're waiting for that, you're going to be waiting a long time. To your point, but th- this is blending the two, though. By the way, Giannis averaged six points a game his first year. I, I mean, that's uh, six point eight. So, like. You saw the, guys the athletic are, ability. You saw the, the Greek athletic ability. ability yeah. But but this is... Well, you, like,
1: have you seen it in Josh or Justice but for no, years? No, 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 I don't no, no, think anyone no, thinks no. that. I don't I'm think anyone thinks that. But, but, think but thinks when that. you're
2: talking... This is when you're talking about the heat in the draft. And and this is this is when people say, oh, well, Pat Riley hates the draft. Well, I, I don't know if Pat Riley hates the draft. Pat Riley doesn't want to be picking in the top 5 to 10. Giannis was picked, and I have to go back and look, but he was not picked in the top 5 to 10. He, he was picked later 14, on. Yeah, 15, something like that. But it took him... Look at this now. Four years before he averaged more than 20 points a game. So the athleticism was there. If he had shown that that superstar it factor early, so but but we're talking about who's going to be the next superstar in the Heat Has Tyler Johnson You're not shown picking it? that guy in the, outside of the top ten. That's unlikely.
0: the point. It's, um, it's unlikely to pick him outside of the top ten. And here's a couple other reasons why. Uh, the one thing that's hurt the Heat is – as much as they talk about continuity and having a lot of good players, and we you know, we've already talked a million times about the logjam, the one thing continuity and and guys, you know, get are, are used to being around each other, and you're used to those guys. And I understand what Pat's saying about it. let's get everybody healthy, see what we can do. I really feel when we get Dion and, and JJ back, and look, I do think the Heat will be better when they get those guys back. I do. Roles will be a little more defined. Guys will be a little more in their comfort well, zone. Nothing
1: about Dion is defined but right even,
0: now. But even even in those oh. and even in those moments. This team is not a top four seed. I don't think even the best of this roster, guys, is it fair to say, is not better. And I was having a discussion with some Heat media folks uh, a couple days ago at at one of the games, at the home games. I don't think there's any situation this year, barring a trade, where you say to yourself, the Heat are better than Toronto, Boston, Philly, or Milwaukee. Indiana a healthy roster, I could say, you know what, maybe Victor Oladipo is the best player of the, two, uh, of the two teams, the best player of anyone, but I, I, I don't think Indiana's that impressive. I saw him the other day at the arena. I don't think they're that impressive. I think the Heat with Deion and JJ back, I didn't think they'd battle Indiana. That, that's fine. But those other four teams I mentioned, the distance just seems too wide to think that if Miami is truly going to be a 6, 7, or 8 seed in that range where they were last year, or they've quite frankly been for the last few years, if they are... That there's anything that I've seen that leads me to believe there'll be anything more than a first-run exit, as they were last year, against one of those teams. And,
2: and here's the the scary part. Those teams are going to get better. Those teams are not near the— Now, this is assuming that Kawhi stays in Toronto, and I don't even know if that's a 50-50 proposition or better, but— all of those teams are young. They have ascending players on their team, ascending potential superstars. And this gets back to the whole superstar thing. You know, the CEO, Joel Embiid is not at his ceiling. Ben Simmons is not at his ceiling. And they're already far better than anybody on the current Heat roster. So it, the, the level of the potential for growth on those teams, they're already higher than the Heat. And the potential to get even higher is, is even greater than the Heat. But, Clay, and this is really, really important, none of those teams
1: have jerseys as cool as the heat's new vice jerseys i, I think that's so
0: non-debatable there's, a, there's no team that does the off the court stuff so, and so the deal with that, that yeah. made. and that is process look, that philly and there are, you know you look at the vice excitement you look at the Dwayne wade final year you look at the you know the some of the elements of this season that are fun about the heat it's great it it, it takes you away from the fact though and again this is it's one of those things, that middle ground we always talk about. That's why when people talk about... I'm going to put it in two parts here, guys. Let's start with Pat Riley, since we mentioned him. When people talk about Pat Riley, I don't think Pat Riley has lost it. I don't think the game has passed him by. I think the game has just changed. Things have changed. Pat Riley's had to adapt. He made a couple of moves, obviously, and that where he felt strongly about that 30-11 and 11 finish, and it really put him in a tough spot now. And The trickle down to Eric Spolstra is Eric Spolstra hasn't forgotten how to coach. Eric Spolstra hasn't all of a sudden become a bad coach. Eric Spolstra is just one of the few NBA coaches that has a roster that doesn't have a superstar.
2: Let me hit Riley first. You can, at the same time, say that Pat Riley has been an outstanding executive, an outstanding coach throughout his career and also at the same time admit that he made some massive mistakes a couple of years ago. And, and in the NBA, where you get crushed— is not for slightly overpaying guys for max contracts. It's not for signing all the guys you want at minimum contracts, especially the Heat who find a way to turn G League guys into Rodney Magruder and uh, Tyler Tyler Johnson Johnson before he got paid.
0: You go down the list.
2: You get crushed by overpaying middle-of-the-road players, middle-of-the-road talent, and that is exactly what they did a couple of years ago. So – those were the massive mistakes that Pat Riley made, not just the amount of money, but the years. I don't think anybody was coming close to giving those guys four-year deals. At Tyler Johnson, obviously, it was signing the offer sheet, and they did, but the backloading of that. So, I want
0: you to keep going. You know what the problem was, too? It wasn't that he gave those years. He gave those years for two reasons. Number one is he thought those guys were worthy, which I think healthy, they could be productive still. I think he saw them as assets. Absolutely, though. no, one hundred percent. Yes, You only sign those guys long terms because a) you wouldn't mind having yes. them that long if they're, they they play well. But b) even if if they if your team doesn't play well, you feel you have movable parts. Yeah,
2: hundred oh, percent. And look at this, guys. Like we're we're talking about the, the the bad contracts on this team right now. Hassan Whiteside ain't it? He ain't the bad contract, and he's a max guy. And and look, could you? Could you say that he's overpaid for being a max guy for what he's shown? Sure, sure. But the level of overpaying for him, a max guy who who has not to this point, who's been great this year, has not lived up to it yet in his contract, the, the level that he's fallen short of his deal is far different than with James Johnson, Dion Waiters, and, you know, it, it, it's it's a shame that that it sounds like we're, you know, that's where it's at, okay? So that's Riley. Riley made some big mistakes. He has a chance to clean it up. Eric Spolstra, and we touched on this a little bit last weekend on the podcast, I think the rules in the NBA that have changed have caused the gap, the talent gap between the Heat and the other teams that they chase to grow. And whereas before, Eric Spolstra was able to, to outcoach other guys and, and close the gap that way. The freedom of movement, especially, the, the, the ability for guys to just drive. They can't muck up games mm-hmm. anymore, which is their explosive time. That's term. James
0: Johnson's. Yeah. To be, yeah. The hard, you know, it's funny. I was talking to someone. I mentioned it the other day. At, you know, I was talking to some some of the Heat media. And we were talking, obviously, similar to what we're doing now in the pod, just the state of the Heat and what's next. We all agree the same thing. I think the most interesting thing of J.J. is Jamie, J.J. will be back soon. It's a matter of conditioning now and getting back in that game shape. Man, the game has changed a lot in the short time you know, since last we saw JJ last year, and he wasn't himself last year with the sports hernia. Him at a hundred percent, we haven't seen in a while. But him at hundred percent as an MMA fighter on a on a basketball court and a grinder and a pusher and a grabber and a, and, a, and a guy who stands his ground and not afraid to to make contact and play aggressive. Mm-hmm. Man, the league's just not like that. No, anymore. not right no, now.
2: No, and so you go back to the deals that Riley made, and and it, it adds to what those how how bad those look now. But then from Eric Spolster's perspective, that gap has grown and and i don't know now let's see how the rest of the year plays out but i think to this point what you're seeing is you know let's, let's just look at this this past weekend for instance the teams that they lost to hey indiana is not a three-point shooting team when you look throughout the league they're not the golden state warriors they're not the houston rockets but what they do have are the slashers and mm-hmm. guys like guys that can get to the basket and if you if you try to reach out and stop them it's a foul and look at washington John Wall, get into the bucket. I mean, you have guys who take advantage of those new rules. And the more Eric Spolster and the Heat see those teams, hopefully they'll find a way to fix it. But right now, it's going to be really tough to do it without getting fouls called on you.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, guys, and Duki, this is the problem, too, is we it was to the point of being mediocre and, and, and being in that middle of the pack. We all want the Heat to get better, and we all feel they need a superstar. Ideally, yes, you get in the draft, you get a Zion, you get a, what the Barrett kid. You get pretty much anyone on Duke. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. And, I'll, any, I'll have you knowing the whole Duke roster by the any end of, of these this year. Kids, any of these kids that you see, you talk about so much in college basketball, these, these young studs. But the problem is this. Because the, of the roster composition being good, the Heat's roster is good. It's not great. It's not elite. It's not championship-worthy. It's just good. And because it's good you're going to get a good season and you have a great coach in Eric Spoelstra no matter what anyone says Eric Spoelstra when it's all said and done you know what he's going to have this team and we may come back and pull this audio in 5 months and say well man you couldn't have been you couldn't have been more wrong about something than you were about this roster but i but i've seen it for years now i've seen it for a decade eric roster's going to have eric spoelstra is going to have this roster and he's going to have a 43 44 win team that's going to be a 6 7 or 8 seed in the playoffs and you're going to say how in this NBA, and they're going to play a tough series in that first round as they did against Philly last year, but likely going to come up short just because they don't have those stars to really in those moments to shine like that. And we're all going to sit there and say, okay, now what? You can't get that star player in the draft. Pat's doing all he can behind the scenes trying to wheel and deal that's not working. Patience and waiting may just be the only way to get to that promised land, and that I know sucks for fans. I don't think
1: okay, to just to answer Riley and Spo, I don't think Pat Riley has done a very good job with the composition of this team. That's just a fact. It's a league that needs superstars and they don't have any. They have bad contracts that were his idea, his decision. He decided to give Tyler Johnson to match the offer sheet. I look, from I look Nets. at it this way. I let this he, he, to keep JJ. Going.
0: he. I look I said this to someone the other day. He basically it would be you're a student. And you're trying to get to Harvard and you need straight A's and you're getting B's and C's and you're still trying to think that you can get this to Harvard. 100. Well, it's, it's funny. It, I, I it's I, just I, not the way it works. You gotta get straight A's. I played, you gotta be every everything.
1: I played this game with Clay the other day. I said, I'm gonna do the Heat roster as sound effects. Ready? So who do the Heat have? They have Josh Richardson. Eh. They have Justice Winslow. Eh. They have Kelly Olenek. Eh. I mean, it's just all it's all the same noise. It's all okay. Okay. So they're just Okay. They're they're pretty good across the board. And I think Riley knows it because that's what Riley was talking about when you guys talked to him this week. He was basically saying, we're, we've are we been average, we're going to be average. Not Eric Spolstra. Again, you are what your track record is. Eric Spolstra is a championship coach. That is a fact. How do I think he's done in the 2018-2019 season? I don't think he's done a very good job. How, so How and, do you judge and, Eric Spolstra and, and I'm, and like I'm gonna
0: t- this roster? I'm going to tell you why. Uh,
1: very simply. Because... They don't play defense. And I know the game has changed
0: and, exce- no and, and one plays defense. But, but, League averages but hit, have gone up 10, 12 points that's a That's fine.
1: But that he has a rep. That is where he built his reputation. And by the end of the year, when they get to that 6, 7, 8 seed that you talked about, when they get to those 43 wins, five months from now, we're going to say, man, Give Spo some credit. At the beginning of the year, they didn't play a lick of defense. And now, even though scoring's up in the NBA, they're in the top five because they decided to do X, Y, and Z. They They did some sort of adjustment. Whatever the adjustment is, they haven't made it yet. And I understand there's injuries, but I don't think Deion Waiter's coming back 10, 15 pounds out of shape is going to be the answer.
0: Well, he's not coming back if he's out of shape. He's and not I, to play in and I don't. In shape,
1: and I don't think James Johnson coming back all of a sudden is going to make them play great defense. I don't. I, I think that the group that they have collectively needs to figure out a way to close out better on three-point shooters, to not disappear in the fourth quarter. To, I mean, there's there are things that they there are mistakes that are, they're making again and again and again. It's the same mistake and. Spo is obviously cognizant of it. So, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, Fire Spo cuz that's ridiculous." But I'm not going to say, I mean, uh, fi- as we tape Sunday, they're 5 and 7. He's not doing a very good job yet this year. He's not. I mean, well, do, do I, most- I I I don't think anybody could say, "Yeah, I mean, but for him they'd be 3 and 9." Like he has not done a good job. They don't play Miami Heat defense yet, and I think if he were sitting where you are, Will, and sitting in front of your microphone. Mm-hmm. And I said, how do you think your defense has been this year? I don't think he would say it was good. I, I think
2: I, I think everything you just said is fair, by the way. And, and my concern, Will, yeah, I, this part of the schedule was supposed to be the soft part of the schedule. Now, what we've seen from the Heat over the years and, and even recently is that they find a way to beat teams that they shouldn't. And then they lose to teams that they shouldn't. So it's kind of backwards how they end up getting to the the 40 to 45 wins, whatever it turns out to be. So that may be a good thing, but there is some some reason for concern. I think in that a, as you mentioned, you're seeing a lot of the same problems that we've seen over the last couple, of, giving up the huge leads. I, um,
0: they're, guys, they're, there's there's a stat I have to point out to you guys that I, I had thought about it and I and I, it, I hadn't written it down, but it, while you were talking, it look. This is the Heat in a nutshell, okay? If, if there's ever going to be anything that's more than average, it, you're never going to fit them more than this. As we tape our pod, the Heat are 5 and 7, which is not exactly average. 6 and 6, I guess, would be the average middle ground. Okay, fine. The Heat's differential in points. So, you know, you see some teams plus 2.2, mm-hmm, minus mm-hmm. 2.2. That you know, That's just the Heat's differential. The only team in the NBA that could say this is 0.0. They have scored and allowed oh. the exact number of points through 12 games. It doesn't get more average than that. It doesn't get more consistently in the middle than that. They are truly the middle of every graph, every stat, every every leaderboard, every statistic in the NBA in every way. Which makes me want to rip
2: my hair out the 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 hair that is going away because my children are driving me crazy and i want to us rip crazy. it out because everybody is mediocre and i hate mediocre i hate middle i hate average i i would much rather i would rather go two and 80 have a chance to get the number one pick, especially in a draft like this. And and it drives me nuts because you look around the league and you see what the Sixers have done with tanking. And I, I don't know that you advocate going full tank for multiple years because I, I think that creates kind of this culture of, oh, hey, it's okay to lose. But, man, what... When you have a draft this good, you have to step back and say, okay, what is the best thing for the future of this franchise? When Golden State's going to win it this year anyway, and it's not going to matter in the East because we're worse than – no matter what we do, we're not going to be as good as the top four to five. Middle of the road is so bad, and it's the same thing as the Dolphins, and we've talked about this for months and months and months. Why do you restructure Ryan Tannehill's contract? Why do you go – Take the can down the road just so you can get closer to eight and eight this year. It's the same sort of thing, and I can't stand it. And I would rather see a full rebuild. Press the reset button now, but I know very well that is not how the Heat do things. So we're stuck in the middle. Here I am stuck in the middle with you guys. You know, there's a, a famous bank robber who they,
1: they once asked him, and pardon me for not remembering his name, but they said, to "Yeah, because you
0: know who, who doesn't remember bank robbers?" When they
1: fi- they finally caught him, and they said, "Why do you rob banks?" And he said, "Well." That's where the money is. Pretty logical. You look at the draft in the NBA, that's where the superstars are right now because the trade market, I mean, I think I don't think it's unreasonable to hope that the Heat somehow end up in the top 5 of the draft. I I don't think that's, you know, if if you're if you're on the cusp of being, you know, 40-45 win team, you're one or two things not going your way no, from I, being a 35-win team and having some lottery balls. Well, no, so, but, so, but
2: I don't think – I don't even know. I have to go back and look like you. I don't even think that 35 gets you anywhere close. To that. right. And that's the problem is going back to your point about every single player on this roster it's the same response. Eh. Like even if three <laughs> to four to five more guys get hurt. Right. That's the pro- they're interchangeable. Know, it's, it's, I it's mean, just, yeah, and that's the way the Heat are right now. Like no matter what they do, I don't see how they get up into – this isn't like back uh, the Michael B year when you know you 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 had the championship and then really things fell off a cliff and and you had bad contracts and you didn't have a whole lot of middle of the road guys you had Dwayne Wade and you had a lot of not so good and so it was not that hard to pull back and say okay hey we're just we're bad we're, we're we can play guys and be bad I don't know that this heat team can really play play guys and be bad they're just going to be average you know i'm I'm gonna take this back to the vice thing for a
1: second because will you were out there the other night the midnight madness which like you said the marketing was brilliant the vice stuff is amazing i'm glad you guys got jerseys i hope you enjoy them they're
2: beautiful will i don't know about you man but i've gotten so many compliments no it's nice it's fine i don't i don't need one it's i can i can wear my my uh and my, my wife my wife was so happy that i thought of her and the family and put the number 5 on there for the number of people in our weird. family. Yeah, i got like, i got i got a so i got my nice. 2013
1: Eastern Conference Championship shirt that i wear a lot, but that's that's neither here nor there. But well, when i saw you out there on it was it would have been this past Thursday night and i saw all those fans, it was kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Because part of me went, okay, number 1 kudos to the Heat marketing department, Michael McCulloch, all everyone over there because they they knocked it out of the park again. Bravo. Okay, that's number one. But number two, I thought, man, yeah. this is like the most excitement that people are going to have maybe this year. No, no, like, Dwayne, Dwayne's like, going to be the most. Like exciting. I mean, yes, 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 yes. Dwayne's
0: last couple, yes. Dwayne's, Dwayne's last couple, but I, think I mean, Dwayne's, we're last talking, right, Dwayne's, last couple, Dwayne's last couple of months. Right, mm, Dwayne's last couple. Dwayne's last couple games. Dwayne's last couple. I mean, couple listen, of I mean, the, the last couple of months are going to be and fun.
1: it'll be it'll be interesting right now to see. When Dwayne comes back, and first of all, and, and I would like to go on record as saying I think it's fantastic that he is taking time for to be with his new daughter. That he is highlighting uh, the role of fathers and and with new babies taking time off. This is something I personally dealt with, and I think it's fantastic because you know is as
0: like somebody complaining about this. Or something? Well, or I sure? I
1: think I think it's it's it it is an issue for a lot of fathers really? to get yeah, to get to, to get and time off when I mean, they have a new baby. He's, he's because
0: maybe a professional player, no but I think Right, he, but and for and him knowledge. to be able to take I
1: mean, but I think he in some of his comments he was trying to spotlight the bigger societal issue of Oh, you know, I, look, which I think it's uh, great. I think, you know, most people
0: aren't in the position Dwayne's in that he's a, a great player. He should take the right. And, he should uh, take all the, the time
1: you know, he wants because you don't get that time yeah, back. Absolutely. And I just think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, as of right now, he told the Associated Press he's out for a week. So next Sunday that he play the Lakers, he's out at least through that game. But who knows? I mean, Dwayne could be out. Who knows? I mean, I, I mean, I'm down. saying it could be longer. It depends on how I mean, long he wants to stay with his family, which is fine. But it, it's just going to be an yeah, interesting no, think, thing I think, to. I think you're
0: going down the wrong path on this one. I mean, Dwayne's taking time off to well do no, this as well. He should. No, I'm saying you should. But I'm saying this this
1: might be something that that's not one so, week could turn to two weeks could turn to three weeks. I, well, I, I just I just
0: figure really, I, it, I, I I think so. What do you mean? Well, I just what do you base that on? Well,
1: right now he's committed to not being back for at least a week. He didn't give he didn't give he didn't a hard date. This so. this this could be a process
2: i now have the perfect title right, for this think, pod yes yeah, dookie lying hates family yeah
1: no yeah. dookie lying loves family that's, that's quite little. the quite the opposite I i'm I saying i believe too.
2: i believe you just said that uh dwayne wade was being irresponsible by not coming back to the exactly the, heat. the opposite, opposite. <laughs> i
1: said he should take as much time as he wants and he's setting a great example <laughs> let's com-
2: for, completely for, take let's things out of context. that's
1: completely the opposite of what i said i'm just saying who knows how long it's going to be.
2: By the way, speaking of taking things out of context, I didn't want to focus on this for a second before we go here because I, I, there was a a misunderstanding somehow with Pat Riley and the average comment the other day, and, and I, this, I, this kind of got out there. I was out there when he made this average comment, and Will alluded to it earlier, and I guess this caused a bit of a stir. He was being sarcastic. He said, hey, it's just fine if you guys want to be average, but we want to be better than average. We want to be better than that. So I – just because the Heat have failed at this point to get back to the level where they want to be, they ain't okay with it. They are not okay. As as angry as you are as fans, they are just as angry. They are just as frustrated in the front office. Pat Riley is just as frustrated and fed up with this whole situation as any of the fans are even though it's of his own doing, that may make him even more frustrated by it. So uh, let's just get that out there. It's not that he's sitting back on his laurels. There was a misunderstanding with this thing. They don't want to be average.
0: Yeah. By the way, one more mention our sponsor today, Vera Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there is no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, they're kind of like Buick GMC. they kind of like Buick GMC. 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Ponds. I, uh, I'm glad you said that because to end it, I think that's the best way to go. The Heat don't want to be average, guys. For, for you people out there, look, if anything... They're in this situation because they don't want to be average. They want they want to lock guys up. They want to get guys that on their on the rise. And they, they you know they thought they had a, a, an ascending player in Tyler Johnson. They thought they were getting in. I mentioned Victor Oladipo. In a way, they thought Deion Waiters was going to be a Victor Oladipo in the sense that a guy who came in with all this hype and an early first round pick who maybe some had had kind of not panned out was jumping around team to team and all of a sudden he became a star. James Johnson, a guy that they thought had worked hard. Again, these aren't efforts necessarily of like, of, hey, we're not trying. We don't care. We just want to be mediocre. It's things that just haven't panned out. Um, and I will say this, this Butler thing falling through isn't the end to uh, of us chasing a star. Pat Riley, I don't think, lost out on Jimmy Butler or decided to move on from Jimmy Butler and went home and and said, you know what? Let's go win 43 games, be mediocre for a couple <laughs> more years. It's just not in his DNA. And if anyone thinks otherwise, say what you want about Pat Riley. Say he's lost his touch. Say that, say the game has passed him by. Say that he doesn't have that that pull anymore that he had with players before and like Dookie said can throw the rings down. The one thing he still and will always have is a desire, almost a a sickening desire to win and not be mediocre. And as long as he has that and the heat have Pat Riley they have a chance to get out of this middle ground that truly, for everyone, the players, the fans, media, and the front office and people in the organization, stinks because no one in that group I just mentioned wants to be mediocre.
1: People don't realize what a good life Pat Riley could have if he didn't have this basketball bug that has been in him for, what, 70 years? I mean, he could very easily... Go out to the West Coast with his family, sip on wine all day, listen to music, and enjoy himself. He has all the accomplishment, all the money, all the fa- he has everything can want, and yet, to his credit, he's still in there grinding. He's still in there working. Unfortunately, like you said, right now he's sort of handcuffed. But I think a few years ago, when he gave his State of the Riley address, he basically said, "Look, I, I'm 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 here. I'm doing this for a while. So you know, when I talk about it taking time." I think when Heat get good again, whenever that is, I think Pat Riley will still be in the mix. But it's just a question of how many years down the line and what bit of good fortune comes their way. Yeah, and and, and, if look, and if you look, it
0: will take. And it will take. There's gonna. The, there's got to be luck. Will, I mean, yeah, the, the, I mean,
1: it, it's it's a combination of boldness and fortune, and that combination has worked for Pat Riley and the Heat since. They signed Tim Hardaway since they got Zoe, since they got Shaq, since they drafted Wade, since they traded. I mean, all of the things that have happened to the Heat since Riley got here have been a combination of boldness and luck. And he's been bold. He hadn't been so lucky the last couple of years. And so what his next big thing is, I don't know. But I talk about superstars. They are what they are. Pat Riley is he's he's someone who does things big. So I I just I'm with you in that I don't think that that he'll be happy with three more years of being a six seven seed and then and then trying to figure it out. But my biggest concern, Clay, and, and we talked about this, is just while the Heat are figuring it out, the other teams in the East have both have all the resources that the Heat want. Plus, they already have good players, and that's what concerns me. So the the gap, the the amount that they have to catch up, is a lot. Doesn't mean they can't do it, but that's
2: that's really my biggest concern. This is for another pod. I, I don't know that Milwaukee may not be the best team in the East. I, I- what mm. what Budenholzer is
0: doing there? they doing a I great mean, job, but I that, I think I don't know man. He's look, he's already playing the out on that one. <laughs> you look at that roster, I think that's honestly music Frogden
2: They got a big four on oh,